Hi, everyone. This episode is a very emotionally charged episode. I will be talking about the Atlanta shootings. So there will be discussion of violence against women and race-based hate crimes. If this raises any issues for you, please reach out to Lifeline on 13 11 14 or you can skip forward to my rant about my table. everyone uh welcome to the week of it's lot with abby chatfield it's me abby chatfield and unfortunately again this week we are talking about violence against women but it isn't i guess is the usual conversation but it's enhanced this time because it is a racially motivated attack that happened in atlanta georgia in the united states sorry trying not to cry because it will it's just fucking disgusting so on March 16th in Atlanta, eight people were murdered. Six of them were Asian women, um, and it was at three separate day spas. This white man went on a killing spree. Um, the names of the victims I have tried to look up. I've listened to recordings. I've looked at tweets from a really good account that I follow, intersectional.abc, that will be linked in the show notes. And she did a little explain on how to pronounce her name. So I'm trying um, to pronounce these names correctly. If I make a mistake, I'm, I really do apologize. I've been practicing driving over here. So the victims' names were Delena Ashley Juan Gonzalez, who was 33, Paul Andre Michaels, who was 54, Xiaoji Tan, who was 49, Diao Yo Fang, who was 44, Hyun Jong Grant, who was 51, Soon Si Park, who was 74, Sancha Kim, who was 69, and Yong A Wei, who was 63. I don't want to say the name of the man who perpetrated these crimes because I feel like on some fucked up level, he wants attention, his name to be said, and I don't think he deserves it. We do need to know the names of the victims. Now, we've got a little clip just summarising what's happened, uh, so we'll play that here. Being charged with four counts of murder and one count of assault after eight people were killed in shootings at three massage parlours in the United States, in the state of Georgia and the city of Atlanta. Six of the victims were Asian, raising fears the shootings were racially motivated in line with the rise of hate crimes against Asian Americans. Police say the man accused and has denied the attacks were racially motivated and instead indicating personal issues with sex addiction. The US president condemned the attacks. So it has now come out, I think that clip was a little bit before, it has now come out that it was a racially motivated attack, as we all knew. The shooter did say, this is a tweet that I've seen, that Alyssa Ho has posted. She's an amazing activist and writer. Her Instagram is Alyssa Ho Writings. I I love her. I think she's incredible. She speaks about not only intersectional feminism and is an amazing advocate for BIPOC, she also speaks amazingly about relationships and, and friendships and everything else. She's just an amazing person. So her most recent post on Instagram is a tweet that says, the Atlanta shooter said, I'm going to kill Asians, according to a local Korean media interview with surviving witnesses. So initially when when this shooting happened, there was, I guess, a lot of gaslighting from the conservative or maybe just in general white media, maybe not even particularly conservative from white media and from white people saying that it wasn't racially motivated. That is blatant gaslighting to the Asian community. If someone is going into massage parlours where they know that 
victims are going to be predominantly Asian, it is an attack on the Asian community. You cannot determine that it was not an attack on the Asian community because the Asian community is saying this is the manifestation of the abuse and the discrimination and the oppression we have endured forever, but particularly since the start of COVID-19. Since Donald Trump started saying things like the Kung flu, hate to even say it, started saying things like the China virus, started marginalising even further and attacking Asian citizens of America and not only America, throughout the entire world. One of my closest friends is Chinese and when the coronavirus first started, she messaged me and said that people were looking at her strangely on the bus. This is like like a year and a month ago, like the first, I think, case in Australia. I haven't done well enough and I haven't spoken to her about that enough. I haven't seen her in about a year because she's been living in Melbourne. But I, I have known and I think anyone who has any friends who are of Southeast Asian descent or are involved in that community, they know that this has been something that isn't just a one-time incident of Asian people, particularly women, being murdered at random. It's a racially motivated attack. Even if we had no evidence for that, which we do now, we do, the Asian community were correct and we should believe them when they say something racially motivated. There is still six Asian women in their community who have been murdered. When there are things like Bali bombing, and the Bali bombing happened, we say there is X number of Australian victims, right? We identify with our community that we see being affected. However, this isn't just a small portion of the victims being Asian. It is six out of eight are Asian women, whether or not you want to try and get into the fucking piece of shit's head that killed these people, it is still a direct attack because six out of eight are Asian women and it is in massage parlours that are owned by Asian people. So all the conservative media can shut the fuck up. All the conservative commentators can shut the fuck up. I'm sure Piers Morgan said it behind his fucking closed doors piece of shit. I saw this absolute fucking dickhead, Nicole Arbour. Remember Nicole Arbour, that piece of shit? Nicole Arbour, the biggest pick-me of all fucking time. She's like the conservative mouthpiece of like hot, funny woman. (laughs) So she posted a TikTok and then a user, KimChristine94, responded. Here is that TikTok. Like I've always said, and I said this earlier, is I always take it back to bacon. If there's a crime or something in the media, the media wants me to think it's about race, I replace it with bacon. See if it makes sense. A place was shot up. Pew, 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 pew. Because everybody in there likes bacon. Well, do you know that for a fact? Did, did he say he's doing this because all the people in there like bacon? Did, did he say bacon lovers die? Or did he just shoot up a place and some of those people happen to like bacon? I honestly don't know what to say about that video. It was uploaded by Nicole Arbor on Instagram and she currently has 1.5 million followers. She's saying that the recent mass shootings in Georgia were not racially motivated and Asians are victimizing themselves when in reality, everybody loves Asians. Shut the fuck up, Nicole Arbour. First of all, your argument is completely flawed. I'm not sure if she, I actually don't know if she's doing it just to get more social media interaction because no one could possibly fucking think this way. Okay, first of all, the tone of that entire fucking video she uploaded going, pew, 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 fuck you. Eight people have died in a racially motivated terror. That's a terrorist attack. Shut the fuck up. Stop making light of a serious situation. Second of all, Nicole Arby, you fucking idiot. Knowing if someone likes bacon isn't obvious 
to the common person. I don't walk into a room and go, that person likes bacon, that person doesn't like bacon. You can't tell. You can't tell if someone likes bacon or not, dickhead. Also, people who quote-unquote like bacon have not been systematically oppressed and discriminated against and blamed by the US president for the coronavirus. Unfairly, obviously. Obviously, disgustingly, fucking piece of shit, Trump. A, your argument has three major holes in it, but B, it's racist, it's gaslighting, it's discriminatory, and it's dumb. Take it down. Fuck you. I also want to talk about Kim Christine 94, who responded to that. She also said that in, I haven't watched the video directly on Nicole Arbor's Instagram. Why? Because I don't want to give her any fucking more impressions to make her earn more, any more money from her stupid fucking posts. So I'm glad that Kim Christine here, she green screened it so Nicole didn't get any more views. Thank you, babe. She also said that in that video, Nicole said that, quote unquote, everyone loves Asians. I think that sentiment is kind of held by a lot of people. I, I hear it a lot, particularly in Australia, and I heard it a lot growing up, that Asians, particularly Southeast Asian people, only have the quote-unquote good stereotypes. There was a post on Alyssa Ho's Instagram that I would like to read out. The poster was Gianna Han. For so long, racism towards Asians was overlooked because so many stereotypes are quote-unquote positive, but all along there have been deeper undertones, and this is what happens when left unchecked. My heart goes out to you all. Hashtag stop Asian hate. Absolutely. Having stereotypes, whether quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad, is still stereotyping and still making a whole group of people quote-unquote other. Saying that what the stereotypes that I guess people are implying are, are oh, all Asians are smart. I mean... While you may see that as a compliment that is still imposing your idea of what people who aren't like you are like. Does that make sense? So if you're saying all Asian people are smart, you are saying they aren't like me. They are in their own little different box and it makes them less than human to you. Stereotyping any group of people and saying that all of X are like Y is putting them into a box that you can easily discard and hurt. Just as we always say that misogynistic jokes and misogynistic assumptions create the foundation to build a pyramid towards rape and murder, quote-unquote positive stereotypes, which are not positive, but let's say they are quote-unquote positive, build the foundations to create discrimination and to create a society of hate towards Asian people and other races. That is the foundation. Having jokes about Asian people are smart or good at math, then that leaves people thinking it's okay to say, quote unquote, and I hate this one, Asian people can't drive. That's a negative stereotype. That then leads to more hateful comments that I don't even want to think of what people say about Asian people, Southeast Asians in particular in Australia. I've heard racist people say they're quote-unquote taking over this country as though white people didn't take over this country and we're not on stolen land right now, but that's a completely different conversation. These things build and build and build, and if we let one thing slide, like these quote-unquote positive stereotypes, then we let all of it slide. And that leads to racial violence, like the murder of six women, eight people, including six Asian women in the US. This also obviously speaks to the ease of accessing guns in the US. That man got that gun, I think, the day before or the day of the shooting to go and kill 
eight people. So after all of this came out, I'm fucking raging. I'm trying not to cry. So I'm like just getting angry instead. Like I'm like fucking this fuck like. Ugh. Okay, so after all of this came out, obviously there was a lot of pain and hurt in the Asian community. Also, I think the whole world was is still very upset. If you enjoy the things that Asian culture has brought us, stand up for your Asian friends, stand up for the Asian community and speak about it with people. So I guess just because I'm trying to reiterate how many times I've seen and heard this happen to like one of my very, very good friends who is Chinese. I'm bringing her up again and because I miss her a lot and haven't seen her in a year, probably just love her. But we were on the phone to a guy that I used to date like very briefly and he said, oh, I don't want to say it because it feels like a slur, but insert color here, fever. You know what I mean? And we both we both were like, what the fuck? Obviously explained it to him, obviously called him out on it, told him to never say that again. He apologized and said, oh, I thought it was a compliment. Hypersexualization and fetishization of Asian women of any race is not a compliment. It is, again, coming down to this core, core value that you are dehumanizing and separating yourself from that race of people, in this instance, Asian women. Another thing that was said by the media initially was that this man was just, quote-unquote, having a bad day. And he was pretty much fed up and then kind of at the end of his rope and um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did. Ah! So angry! Okay, so... He was fed up. Fed up with what? I feel a very strong implication that this sheriff was implying either with women, with Southeast Asian people, or with female Southeast Asian people. What what would he be fed up with? He had a bad day. He had a bad day. Um, When I have a bad day, I order Domino's with a cheesy crust, and then I sit on the couch and I watch Broad City. At least what do you do when you have a bad day? Just play video games. Maybe, yeah. Maybe actually I colour coordinate my nail polishes. Yeah. And yeah, that usually helps, doesn't it? When you have a bad day, you don't kill eight people. You don't commit a act of terror. Can we also circle back to the fact that if this man was of any other colour besides white, he would be being called a terrorist, not just a guy who had a bad day. If he was any other colour, any other colour, besides white, he would be being called a terrorist or he would be copying the full force of the negative stereotypes that are on his race. But because he's white in the US, he had a bad day. He had a bad day. Had a bad day and killed eight people and ruined, obviously murdered those people and then ruined the lives of their families, their friends, has that created a scar in the entire community, the entire world? I also feel like, and I hate that I hate this, but I feel like whenever something major like this happens, and this is not right at all, but whenever something major like this happens, like the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd, and like the murder of these eight people, when things are so clearly racially motivated, once those communities start speaking out and saying this is racially motivated, that gives an excuse for the conservative media or white people to push back and say and gaslight that entire community and say, oh my God, look how crazy they are. They make everything about race. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? It it like it adds more fuel because I guess because people who are on, in general, people who are on the left, people who are in support of these communities or in these communities, get so angry, rightfully so, and so upset and so hurt and talk about it so much because there have been murders. Then the right can say, "Look how unreasonable they are," and look how angry they are about something that quote-unquote wasn't even racially motivated think about it like bacon shut the fuck up nicole arbor this is the thing as well these attacks on the asian community since the coronavirus has started basically uh and i think the more time goes on the worse it's getting i would think so because people are getting angry and angry particularly in the u.s where it's being mismanaged so so poorly though i'm sure it happens in australia as well I guess what I want everyone to kind of take away from this is, A, listen to Asian activists, actually anyone who's an activist who's a person of colour about their particular community, about how they're hurting, about what's happening, believe them. I've mentioned her a lot, but Alyssa Ho is a really, really great person to follow. She has taught me a lot. And she is really intelligent and eloquent and explains things that you wouldn't even think to ask her, but she explains him. She puts so much time and effort and energy into her content. So uh, there's also an, one of my favorites to follow is intersectional.abc. Her name is Emma, but her latest post, literally the last post, says, my name is Tanging Wan. And yeah, I think they're great to listen to. I want to get Alyssa on very soon, but I'm waiting till I can see her in person because she's great. And yeah, that's, that's that pretty much done for now. Fucked. So, yesterday, day before, I don't know, over the weekend, I've been ordering some outdoor furniture. <laughs> Elise is laughing. This is serious, Elise. I ordered some outdoor furniture. I ordered a table, a lovely table. The table was not crazy expensive, but it wasn't cheap. It was $799, which you can get outdoor tables for like five grand wasn't going to do that, but you can get it from Ikea for like a 500, like four to $500 table, right? So it was like a bit of an expensive table. I ordered the table. I spent a long time choosing said table. What happens? The wrong table comes. You heard me. The wrong table comes. And I wasn't home. What happened was the air tasker man came. His name was really nice. His name was really nice. He was really nice. His name may as well have been really nice because he was really nice. Loved him. We had some chats. I went to get a coffee. I came back. I said, babes, that's not the table I ordered. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's okay. I can, I can undo it for you. I was like, no, like, honestly, I need an outdoor table anyway. Like, I don't know how long it would take for them to rectify this. Who knows with these online companies, you know, it's fine. It's just an error. I'll get it. I'll get it taken back. So obviously I got my Instagram story. It was supposed to be one frame, but as everything that I didn't expect to turn into, it turned into a fucking saga. Now few things. I posted. I said, oh my God, I got the wrong outdoor table. Just trying to have some bants. Everyone goes, hey babes, outdoor table reveal. I reveal the table. The table is ugly. I mean, actually, you know what? It is ugly. It doesn't go with my house. If it was at like anyone else's house and it went with their house, if there was someone with like an industrial style house or whatever, like I can think of five friends that it would look great in their house. Not my house. My house is very light. I only have a teak. <laughs> I only have teak coloured furniture, just if anyone's wondering. If anyone wants to buy me any furniture, it's only teak or like a light pine. 
and this is like a dark oak. It's not good. It also, as one of my followers said, the table looks like misogyny. It literally is so sharp and dark and heavy and it just doesn't do it for me. Let me get up my photo, my screenshots of the funniest responses that I got. Yuck, cunt. <laughs> that table reeks of misogyny. No idea why, but it just does. If a private school rugby boy was a table and that pink chair is young, comfortable woman, the whole vibe right now is a performance piece because it looked like I had one pink chair in the end trying to make it look better. Other people said really funny things such as, that table, the table that I was meant to get, makes me calm as fuck. Like, yes, you are deserving of a beautiful cheese putter. And yes, we use coasters on here. The other one looks like a boy's house would have it. And it would definitely have glass rings on it. Yes, correct. It was like a kick-ons table. Anyway, the table isn't the point. I'm getting carried away here. The table did upset me. But I was kind of doing like lighthearted. Like, I wasn't actually upset about the table. Like, it annoyed me. But if it annoyed me that much, guys, newsflash, I wouldn't post on my Instagram about it. If something was actually like traumatizing me... I'd probably just wait till therapy, hey? Like, there's lots of things that happen that actually really upset me, and I don't post on my Instagram about it. But it was, like, funny and lighthearted, and people were, like, thinking it was funny, so I kept going. Then, the first issue that I had was so many people were replying to my fucking story, being like, babe, why don't you just sand it back and then stain it and then cut off the table legs and put in new legs and then flip it around and then make it shabby chic and then take that off and then tie, like, because the wrong table came. It's like mum's been like, oh, I'll give you a table. And I've been like, fuck off, mum. I've paid money for this table. Because just to, just to give you like an idea, I used to work three jobs in year 12 to be able to afford to like live. I know the value of money, hence why I'm so upset about the table. People were implying that I was upset because I was privileged. This wasn't gifted. This wasn't given to me. That's why I'm upset because I spent money because I know that $800 is a decent chunk of money, particularly for a table that is synonymous with misogyny. I don't want it. I want my beautiful light teak colored table that I ordered. I It's not like I like ordered the wrong thing. I got given the wrong thing. Anyway, That irritated the fuck out of me. And I think it was really symbolic of when you – I always said this in my story as well, but it drives me mad. And certain people that I hang out with every day that you guys that made me my day bed, I don't want to out him right now, but certain people, Danny Clayton, do this, but he knows he does this, where I will have an issue and he will try and problem solve said issue. Didn't ask for your advice. Didn't ask if I should sand back the table. I just want the table gone. It drives me actually mad. Like when I think I think men do it the most. Women don't really do it because we know how much venting is important to people. But like when you talk to your boyfriend or you talk to someone who isn't very like emotionally mature and you go, oh my God, like the other day I had an anxiety attack. And they go, you should walk more. And you're like, not not what I was wanting. And they go, have you gone to psychology? Yep, I have a psychologist. How's your medication? Yep, I've, I've checked all the boxes. And I actually spoke about this in therapy with my therapist the day before. You guys sent me into a tailspin about the fucking table. So thank you for that. And she said, why does it make you so upset? But I was like, because I think it assumes that I'm daft. 
like that I haven't thought of the options. Like if I say, guys, I got sent the wrong table. Even DM me saying, email them. Yes, guys, I have. I have emailed them. It's been done. Send it back. Look, I, I am aware you can send wood. I'm totally aware. Do I know how to do that? No. Do I have a sander? No. Do I want to pay money to sand it back and stain it? No. I didn't buy the table. It isn't a table that was gifted to me by like a friend or family that's like, oh, I'll make this work. People are like, just make it work, babe. Then there were the messages about how I need to check my privilege. Again, if this was gifted by a company or by my mum or something and I was complaining, that would be whiny. I got someone reply to my story and said, she sounds like such a fucking whiny little bitch. And I said, was this meant for me? <laughs> Obviously not, babe. Check who you're sending it to. And like the message before was like, hey, babe, love you. Like, fuck off. Guys, there are so many privileges in this world and I absolutely acknowledge the privileges that I have. I don't understand how me saying that I want the table that I ordered is me not acknowledging my privilege. Like I actually, I I, I, I think they thought it was like a $10,000 table. Actually, if it was, I deserve the table that I ordered. I think this is a, here's maybe a reach from me. Okay, hit me. Not a reach around, but a reach. Would like a reach around though. As women, <coughs> we are conditioned to just be like happy with our lot. Yes, this is what I was going to fucking lean into. <laughs> I'm sorry for starting this. I'm turning my mic off now. No, 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 no. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Well, no, that, that's just it. I'm like, because I get this, I have a similar thing where if I tell my someone my problem, they try to solve it, I get annoyed because I'm like, I've thought of that. I'm not a fucking idiot. Mm. But if you've got the table, you should be happy that you received a table at all. Yes. And it's like, but I've purchased the table and I have requested a replacement of the original one that I've purchased, please. Why do I have to settle for something purely because it exists in my orbit? Yes. Also, this table, the table that I got actually was more expensive. I looked it up. You sold it and made money and then that would be a real privilege. I've been trying to sell it. No one wants the fucking misogyny <laughs> table. But that's right. That's, that's what I was going to say next. Abso- I'm glad you – I thought I was reaching as well, but we're not. Stop gaslighting ourselves. A lot of the DMs were like, babe, just make it work. Babe, just cop it, babe. And I posted then being like, I'm concerned that some people, if you're listening right now and you would cop being sent the wrong $800 table, that's a lot of money. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Like, I don't know if you guys think that I got it for free or what, but that's, that's, like a, that's a decent amount of money. That's like... How many bowls of burrata is that? That's so many. That's so much cheese that I could have bought with that. But I, I needed an outdoor table and I wanted a good quality one that I really liked. So I thought I'm going to put the money that I've worked for towards a nice table. It isn't like I got sent the wrong like pair of undies from Cotton On that were like $5 and like all oh, the shipping backs going to be more. It's like this is like an investment an investment piece of furniture, like all my furniture is because I don't want to throw it out and start new. I don't want to like just get new shit all the time. So I save, I think, I consider, and then I get my table. That's what I get. That's what I do. So are you guys telling me you wouldn't send it back? And I like, and some of you genuinely, like some of you were being passive aggressive, but some of you were actually like trying to help me. And I, Honestly, it concerned me because I was like, if you got sent the wrong table, you would keep it and you would spend hours sanding it, staining it, carving the legs with a whittle. What? This isn't 
1692, guys. I didn't have time to do that. And then I posted, oh, my God, there was so much about this fucking table. I literally was posting it for bands. And most of you were iconic. Most of you were giving me, like, funny descriptions and, like, being really funny and being supportive. Illy, all of you. But there were, like, maybe, like, 10% that were being, like, check your privilege. One was, like, you should be happy you have a table at all to eat off. And I was, like. I mean, I am happy that I can afford a table, but I don't, I don't. I didn't want to afford this table. In fact, I wanted the cheaper table. I wanted a different table. I am grateful that I can afford a table, but that's why I'm so angry because I am so grateful that I can. I'm at a place in my life where I can afford an dollar table, and I've thought about it. I've considered it. I've paid for it with money that I've earned. Like again, I had three jobs in year twelve. Like I've been working since I was thirteen. That's why I'm so upset about the fucking table. Fucking hell, I had a single mother growing up. I know the value of money, therefore I'm upset about the table. It's my table. I'm not just going to go, oh, I'll sell it for $300. No, it's my table. I want my table back. Anyway, so then people started getting mad at me because I said the following. I said, guys, I don't have time to sand back the table. And then I said, I don't even have time to call my mum. I haven't had a day without working in like a year. A, no one believes that I work. Not one person on this planet except for Elise even though it was half an hour late this morning. Still. I will say that's the first time you've ever been late. I was just remarking this morning. I was like, Abby's never late. <laughs> always on time. <laughs> but I gave you a sandwich when I came in. And you texted me ahead of time. Mm. So I appreciate it. Really. But like I do, I work every day. And this is not the point of the conversation, but I do work every day. Really hard, guys, to give you content that you love and adore. And if you appreciate that content, please uh, subscribe and review with a five star. Anyway, I do work. And I posted that and said I barely have time to call my mum, which if you're listening, Laura, which you are not because I know you don't know how to use podcasts, I still talk to mum every day, right? It's just I don't have time to have a call because my mum and I talk an equal amount. I have a podcast where I talk to no one for an hour. Imagine my mother. She taught me this way. Our phone calls go for like three hours and it's mostly her telling me about the different, the new doors she's gotten and the new colors for the dogs. Like it's not like, you know what I mean? I still talk, I text her every day. And people were replying, like two people only replied, being like, then call your mum and start uploading content to Instagram. First of all, if I called my mother right now, she would complain about the table with me. I texted her a photo, actually, and I said, look at this hideous table that I got. And she went, yuck, looks like a man. So Laura supported me. She sent it back immediately. And I said, I will, mum, thank you for supporting me. Second of all, you don't get to decide how I schedule my time. Like posting things on Instagram A, is my job because creating content is my job. So, like, maybe this will be, like, I don't know. I'd I'd prefer to just be honest about influencing. I mean, the more things I post, the more impressions I get. Therefore, my account keeps earning me money. Like, that's literally, like, the long and short of it. Not that I posted the Table Saga for impressions because the Table Saga was organic. But that's just how these things work. So, like, me posting to Instagram actually is working. That's why a lot of content creators upload, like, multiple times a day. And nothing malicious in it. It's just, like, the reality of it. It's, like, our KPIs are determined by how much content we upload. So, A, I am working. B, I said that I barely have time to call my mum, which means that I do call mum, but I'm going to set a house for four days next week. So I have enough mum time then. Thank you. And I can talk about all the French doors and dog collars in the fucking world then. Mum knows what's going on. I text her every day. Everyone calm down. Anyway, and then this morning I got sent my IKEA furniture. Love you, IKEA. And um, it came and it was the correct item. So I'd just like to acknowledge my correct item privilege right here, right now, and be happy that I got it. And that was the table saga. Oh my-
Okay, so now it's time for Nightmare Fuel, and I'm so fucking excited. I feel like we've done well at having a very serious chat at the start, and then no one near is serious, but still upsetting. And now we're going to have fun. Hit me a little. I love that Elise listens to Caesar for me. Okay, go. Hi, Abby. Um, I'm listening to your podcast at 4 a.m. because I'm a Pilates instructor. I'm getting ready for work. I just had a question. Just listening to your latest podcast about women being able to walk home at night, I recently went to Byron Bay with my boyfriend and his parents for Christmas. We were there for three weeks and they were driving me mad. And one day I just wanted to go to the beach on my own. My boyfriend doesn't love being on the beach. He walked to the beach but not on the beach. And I just wanted to go there, lay on my towel and chill. No one wanted to go with me. However, I was not permitted to go by myself. Sorry? She wasn't permitted. Also, can I just say, guys, unpopular opinion. I'm so quirky. I don't like Byron Bay. Anyway, just... <laughs> okay, wasn't permitted. Wasn't permitted. Okay, if you're... Let me just stop this. I've actually seen a lot of... um. TikToks recently where people have been saying to their boyfriends to trap them, they they send them a photo of like a bikini and they're like, hey, should I get this bikini? Will it look good on me? And their boyfriends respond and they go, no, it's showing too much skin. You shouldn't wear that. Don't get that. Men will want to sleep with you. And then they reply with the photo of like Kylie Jenner in it that their boyfriends liked the photo. And some of the most responses aren't like that, but I've seen a lot where the boyfriends reply and they go, hee hee hee. And I'm like, your boyfriend shouldn't be telling you what to wear. You sick fuck. Continue. So you weren't permitted. I mean, also, why did I imagine your boyfriend being a sim and getting to the edge of the sand and just like walking against a wall like he couldn't actually get into the sand? Continue. Also, hope is your ex boyfriend. Um, I'm a 29 year old woman, by the way. Their reasoning was that it wasn't safe for me to walk to the beach alone because the pathway to the beach, you know, there's like a little foresty bush area that's like, I don't know, stretches for, say, 50 metres before you get to the beach. Apparently there's weirdos there and I shouldn't be allowed to go there alone. I didn't want to cause a drama, so I didn't go, but I want to know what what could... I have done in that situation because I know that I'll be faced with it again. What would you have done? What would I have done? I would have broken up with him. Like I'm not like I'm not even trying to be like break up with him. Like I actually would have been like, okay, that's fine. Um, we're actually done. Uh, because what? What? It actually confuses me. Okay, so there are two options here. Either they're genuinely concerned for your safety and they acknowledge that men are a threat. And people are a threat to women. Women are under threat all the time. And your boyfriend could have just walked you to the beach if they were scared about the weird little path. But, I mean, let's be reasonable here. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But during the day, we all know what you're talking about when you send a little bushland bit in between the road and the beach. It's just a pathway to, a, I'm assuming, populated. If you're a bar in a populated beach, I would just say, I want to go to the beach. I'm going by. Like, I would just walk away. If his family was saying that, I I would just say it to all of them and say, you're being ridiculous. You're being weirdly controlling. And I understand perhaps you're trying to be protective, but you're actually just encroaching on my freedom at Byron Bay. 
And isn't this the place to have freedom, if anything? I mean, I would just say, no, I'm going to the beach. If you are that concerned, walk me. You can't stop me from going to do something because you're scared someone else will hurt me. Also, why do I have a feeling? I mean, I don't want to put words in your boyfriend's mouth, but why do I have a feeling he's like a not all men kind of guy? Like if I want to go to the beach and Danny is my boyfriend, by the way, guys, but he's the only man that I hang out with. And if Danny was like, you can't. <laughs> oh, my God. If Danny was like, you can't go to the beach, I'd be like, I'd be like, like, yeah, I can. And if you're that concerned, he'd be like, oh, like, I'll walk. Actually, he wouldn't say you can't go. He would just go, oh, I'm a bit worried about you walking to that little area. I'll, can I come with you? I'll make sure you're right. Then I'll walk back and call me when you're on to leave. Right? What would your partner do, fiance? Well, he doesn't like the beach, but he would still walk. He- here's my issue with this. Sorry, Elise, chiming in again. No, Elise, but- please chime in. The people love it. <laughs> I love it. But if he has said, I don't want you to do this thing... It's putting the impetus on you to fix the problem, right? So mm. if, if you're worried about me, use your male privilege, am I reaching, no. to make the world safer for me by taking me to the beach. Because yes. the worry here is you're worried about other men doing dumb shit to me, mm-hmm. which is not something I can control. So you should come with me to the beach to make sure make sure I'm safe, in air quotes. Mm. Because, like, the world is a scary place. Dumb, awful shit can happen anywhere. All the time. So you need to do something to use your privilege to as a, as a gift to me, you know? As a present. As yeah. A present. Be a bit uncomfortable for me. If you're so concerned, make yourself uncomfortable. Come to the beach for a second. See that I'm okay. And then, Yeah. But also, like, do you want me to have a nice time on this holiday? This is something I'd like to do. Relationships are about give and take. Mm. I really want to do this. I know you don't love it, but it would really mean a lot to me if you came to the beach with me just so that your concerns about something bad happening to me are um, covered and my safety is covered if that's something that you're worried about because it shouldn't be my responsibility. I shouldn't have to suffer because the world is a dangerous place because of the institution of men being fuckwits. Exactly. What I was going to say was where does that line end? Like where does the boundary start and end for her in that does she just sit at home all the time from now on because we are actually unsafe all the time? And not saying that your um uh, your partner's abusive, but most women actually die at the hands of their partners at home so home isn't safe outdoors aren't safe is he saying you just always need the male escort to be able to do anything i mean i don't know i don't like it i don't like him i don't like it i think you should break up with him i actually i've never i've never have i've never ever 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 had a guy that i was even like casually fucking through to like boyfriend ever say that i shouldn't wear something or shouldn't do something ever ex-boyfriend that i love he literally the reason why I was, I was so in love with him was because he was like so supportive about everything that I wore and did and never ever was like, you shouldn't wear that thing because it's skimpy, quote unquote, Renan's skimpy show. You're also raised by a really strong woman though and had that like, you mm. had that confidence and strength in you. Whereas like I, I mean, I was also raised by a strong woman, but in a very Catholic household. So yeah. those things, if they were said to me, I would probably believe them a lot more. That's because true. I didn't have that affirmation that like no one gets to say what you do and what you can and can't do. That's true. So how would you react? Maybe you're a better person to ask because I would go, fuck you. Mm. Then I'd like get a I get one of those electric bikes and like slowly Please. bike away. <laughs> I think I mean at this stage of my life that I'm in now, actually similarly, I'm 30. 
I would probably, I wouldn't just leave them straight away because I'm also like, I believe in the sunk cost fallacy where I'm like, I've spent too much money on this, so I can't leave. That's true. Which, if you've ever watched Grand Designs, is where everything goes wrong. So um, true. Showing my age. Oh my God, you're a grand designer. <laughs> Yuck, I hate myself. Um, but Your name's like Paul, you're 44, you're, yes. you're a plumber that's saved up his entire life savings to have his dream home in Yorkshire. Yeah. And you're, and you're like, like, it shouldn't be a huge barn with an infinity pool. Like, don't yeah, do it. Yeah, it needs to do it. Just say, have the conversation with him. Be like, this is this is a holiday that I'm already on your territory, in air quotes, because I'm with your mum. Mm. So this is an extra effort for me. I would. This is something that I would really like to do on this holiday. I know you don't like it, but relationships are about give and take. I need you to give a bit so that I can have a bit of niceness on this as well. It literally sounds like we're asking him to, like, like she's asking him to go on a date with another man. Like, all she wants to do is go to the fucking beach. Basically, just fucking go to the beach with your partner because you want her to be happy. And if he kicks up a stink about it, then I would consider having a larger conversation about where this relationship is going. <laughs> yeah, and whether or not the grand design is worth it. Exactly. Would Kevin McLeod, would he do that like montage at the end where he's like, well, it turns out maybe your garden wasn't worth that much money and, oh, look, it's still a building site. I don't know, I'm <laughs> riffing, but it still yeah. has no plumbing. Sean, yeah. <laughs> you are a plumber. How are. is this the case? <laughs> How is shitting in a ditch going for you? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm too harsh. I think it's because I've never had anyone. This is another therapy session that I've been talking about last time is that no one's ever told me what to do ever. So when anyone comes close to that, I'm like, fuck off. But um, if I guess maybe talk to him about it calmly and then break up with him. Illy. Sorry. I also have a strong, I, I am of the opinion that when people email me or, yeah, email me or DM me, questions about their relationships is they're asking permission to break up with the person like that's also why i'm so quick to be like no because she's like i wasn't having a very good time with the family and him already why not babes why wasn't it a fun time like it wasn't like she's like he's amazing he's perfect with this one thing so i feel like a lot of people are just asking for a bit of a push yeah. i know i also just feel like you're 29 and this is this is like another thing. I'm 25, so I don't know about this, but at least maybe you could tell me maybe your friends. Because my friends are all like 28. But I have this thing, this theory that I have, and because I'm scared that I'm going to do it, is sometimes because women have been forced this like biological clock idea onto us and you have to be married by the time you're 30. And blah, 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 sometimes they just settle into their relationships that happen to be at the right time. It's like musical chairs, but for relationships. Yep. And I'm not saying this is this person, but maybe this is a whole other thought that well, I've been having. But do you find that with people your age? Around my age is when people either break up or get married, I have found. Yes. Because it's like, oh, this is anecdotal evidence based off literally just my social no, circle was, no, of like... PhD. PhD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my PhD in the inner west of Sydney, <laughs> social circles, mostly white pretty actually no not pretty head there we go woo Yay. some diversity in there lgbtqa plus but lots of people will break up and then the male partner pretty much soon after will settle down with the next woman that they're with and they'll have been with the previous one for like seven years or something good luck chuck energy yeah it's it's fucking gross i saw this great tweet that was like and a bunch of tiktoks that were like me in my 20s like trying to date and it's like so you want to travel and you're a pisces and these are your career goals and this is your family history and then it's like me in my 30s and it's like are you breathing are you fertile let's do it <laughs> like <laughs> 
I actually talking to someone recently about this in Brisbane. I've noticed a few different because Brisbane's so small, a few different new couples. Because I'm 25 now, so a lot of my friends are now between 25 and 30, and a lot of people after coronavirus is kind of, you know, in Brisbane it's pretty much normal now. Um, there have been people that have gotten together that either used to casually fuck when they were like 20. Or, like, one of them was, like, in love with the other one, like, had a huge crush and they never gave them the time of day. And now they're, I'm like, is it is it the time indoors? Is it realizing that you want someone during coronavirus? Is it also that thing of, like, the, not, I don't even know if it's settling. I think it's just, like, maybe just being, like, realistic. I hate the term settling. Really? I, I love it. I just thought about it. Because Why? it's the idea that... Oh, well, this is the best I can get. It's like, no, no, no. It's about the effort. I mean, sorry, settling settling in your 20s, in your early 20s is, I think, different to like settling mid-30s. Okay. Because in your early 20s, you're like, well, I'm at university and I love this person who makes me go to his campus every day and like, blah, 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 blah. He's so interesting. Mm. And it's like, honey, you could literally like, you could fuck anything, anything. and y- you would just like, your farts would smell like stars. Mm. But- in your 30s, if it's someone that you used to, like, fuck when you were 19 and then you rekindle, it's like, oh, I, that's why we fucked when we were 19. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's true. That's true. The rekindling, yes. I still don't want people to settle because of a biological clock. Oh, no, totally. Like, you I can do that You settling. can do that shit on your own. If you want to have kids, you can do that shit on your own. Yeah, you I'm going to do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. If I'm 35 and single. Fucking do it. Honestly. I mean. Simon Hancock, my gay friend, uh, babe, you know, you're gay. I'm by. We could co-parent. Let's make a baby. I haven't asked him permission to ask this, but Simon Hancock is my proposal to you. You're very handsome, and I love you. So I think it's time. Hey, look, man, fucking do it. Love him. You don't need to be a dual pair of anything. No, ew. I was just my single parent, and look at me. Exactly. I am here setting up for myself about a fucked up table, and I was raised by a mum and a dad who are still married, and I'm the producer. So all I'm saying is you need to be, you need a single parent to be on that side of the desk. (laughs) And if you're boring, boring, boring hetero parents, you're going to be on that side of the desk. I mean, (laughs) I think the fact that we're in the room, we have a seat at the table. Yeah. (laughs) Not that table though. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening, I guess, guys. That was a really long one, but I guess cop it. You guys, sometimes people get mad at me for them being shorter now and other people telling they're too long. So I guess they're just going to be the length they're going to be. Sorry. Also, there's still merch for sale, like jumpers and shorts. Someone asked me if uh, there are more key rings and and mugs happening. No. Maybe later. CBF right now, guys. I've got a table to sort out. I'm so sorry. Because I was packing it all myself, but now someone else is. Anyway, Illy, just... Buy merch if you want merch. If not, it's totally fine. You don't have to. It's really comfy, though. So I'll pop a link in the show notes. Check it out. If you don't want it, so fine, guys. Maybe I'll get some more. I don't know. Bye. I love you. (laughs) 